<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not an I, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. You need to get Shiraz on here. Uh, oh, hey, hey. You know, you know this Shiraz right here. Oh, oh I had to check with mine. Hey. I got, I got any first pieces. Hey, shout out to Sharanza. Shout out to all our siblings once again from Sharanza, um, Jason, Jerron, even Justin. Sure. <laughs> the Chris, you know, much love for all the Drakes, man. Much love to the Pops. Much love to um your moms, man. You know, that I'll be I'm be doing something real deep with my mom very soon. And you know, you know, from Estelle to Essie, I this is right here is we it is the makings of us, you know, but we wouldn't be us without them. Yeah. That's deep as again. I absolutely agree with you, brother. Yeah, you um, gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put your your, your women. They, 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 especially back then, they went through a lot. Oh, that wasn't even documented, you know. So, uh, you know, so them leave it at that, and then it just. That's when I'm happy we're doing what we're doing here. Because if I had the opportunity to do this with them, I absolutely take advantage of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but now, continue with the makings of Jeremy. The joy of children laughing around. What's up, good people? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is your host, Mr. D713 or Drake with Everything Culture. And we are back with the makings of you. And uh, I am not the only Drake in this building at the moment. I I would like to introduce y'all to my eldest brother, Jeremy Drake. What's happening, brother, man? What's going on, bro? How you doing? I'm good, man. Happy, happy to have one of my first brothers on here, you know, especially the elders. And I love sharing my folks. I love y'all sharing yourselves with the with my audience and um, with the world. But I really appreciate you coming on and like me learning. I always learn something new from family. So I'm happy to have you here. Let's say that. Oh, yes. No good. All you had to do is ask. Just that simple, man. So the makings of you is just that. It's the makings of you. I'm going to ask you some questions. Majority of them are open-ended. It's really to get to know you a little bit more about your background, your upbringing, your childhood, things of that nature, um, your perspective on the world and things. But this is all you. There's no wrong answers here because it's the makings of Jeremy. Ain't nobody in this world can talk about Jeremy Drake the way Jeremy Drake can talk about himself. You feel me? Oh, yeah. I got you. Give me 
ain't nothing better. Ain't nothing better. So we're going to have around about 30, 35 questions, you know, get right into it. And that first, the first question is, how would you define yourself? Myself? Yes, sir. Well, uh, hmm, good question. I, I'll try to define myself and try to be what I would want others and how I would, uh, well, myself. That's a hard question because I'm fair. You know, but uh, I'm fair and to a sense, but it ain't gonna be easy. You know, uh, you know how you know how young I look. So, me for like me growing up, you know, it was always everything was like a test because I look young and they don't know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, with me, I take life as it comes. You know, I, I I was always judged not to have no expectations. My mother always told me I'm I'm not God. I'm, I'm not on no jury. I'm not I'm not a judge. So therefore, I should have uh, no disrespectful opinion of anyone you know you know in life that does happen but you just try to keep it to yourself uh and i guess i'm more of a person uh with i try to keep my balance and i keep everything square and tight uh as far as my respect for people and how people treat me and uh and i try to be the same and i'll tell anybody as far as me on a personal level uh, i'm going to be your reflection and then some mm. i'll be your reflection on, the, on your best day but if you give me a reflection on your worst day I've said I will, I will give it back ten times over. <laughs> you see that? You see that yeah. already? What? Well, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think it's just I'm just one just built on respect, you know. Uh, but the, you know, I'm somewhat of an activist, but I don't really like I tell my friends I don't I don't need the the applaud and the praise and the acknowledgement. I just I do, at the end of the day I just want the respect, you know, because I'm doing what I do for, for for our people and what I love, you know. So that's I'm just big on respect. And I did just the way I was I was taught was how it came up. Really, and that's kind of leaning into my next question: is what cultures do you represent? You mean cultures, black Black America? Okay. Now, I mean, how you want to talk to me personally? At times, I, if we just speaking brother to brother, it's more I it's more just being a brother giving advice to you. Uh, for me personally, I, I was coming from it as an aspect as a black man in America, you know, uh, it's no, if you really study your history, so many variations of where we come from, how we were brought over and, uh, even new variations of how slavery was brought about, but it's point and simple. There was a, there was struggle and strife that was endured upon, placed upon us by another people, another culture. And, uh, we was, uh, with that being said, we were given, I said, freedoms by these same people. For, for which we fought for perceived freedoms I always say perceived freedoms but uh with that being said so you, you can just I look I look at the world like this like somebody told me or I think I maybe once read you being black you know we we, we could uh, you know we could scream at, scream Africa all day that's beautiful but uh, but like this a white person they can track their descent where they come from and they can actually go visit some of them, you know, keep so in touch and keep their, their record book so tight, they can go to their birthplace overseas, England, wherever they may be from, Sweden, however. We we got to go to Virginia more than likely. Slave ship, uh, scattered records. Hope you get lucky. So we really don't know where we come from. We could take a we could take a test, and it'll give us a somewhat percentage of my, most likely where we come from. But you know, I can't go over there with no 
what's the uh, what's the what that thing called ancestry DNA kit to go 20, to Africa? 20, 23 and million things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't I can't take that over to Africa and just tell them to uh, register that and tell me where where I'm at. You know, it, it don't work like that. You know, yeah. and that's what uh, black people have to understand, especially our our, our, our younger culture that's coming up today uh, that's under us. What what was done to us? Because if you don't know your history, you don't know your you, you definitely ain't gonna make it in your present. You never have a plan for your future. And I, I just see today, now that I'm older, that I'm seeing it, we're in bad shape. So <laughs> uh, with that being said, because there's just so many things that happen to us that, that you have to understand. It's not so much you you want to keep the ideology of mass. Uh, you know, you just want to understand what's done and how it was done and how you move. So, you know, and that's, that's the thing that, that plague us today is the thing that was being tagged back then. It's just... Like I say, if you study your history, it's just a big, wide system. That's why I always say, as a man, I always look at myself as a black man in America. You know, because if you and look at the treatment, and then I mean, that's not. I don't. I mean, I, I don't have to sit up here on a soapbox and give you uh, facts and documenting Google Google searches. You just if, when I say black man in America, for black man in America understands that he know what it is. I mean. I don't have, you know, you going to work every day, just my simple drive, you see a police, you know, you know that tension, you know. When I, now that I'm old and how the world popping and how these laws shooting, and well, I take that back, how it's documented now, now that we have cameras, uh, it really, it really kind of messed with you. When I get pulled over, I got pulled over one time, he told me to get out. Bro, I was just looking at this camera. And I was looking at him, letting him know I'm looking at this camera. I wasn't, I ain't one. I ain't, I'm not a Facebook type dude where you just uh get all fly and start recording. I'm man to man. You go do what you do. You go do what you do. I'm trying to respect you as a law, but I was just looking at this camera. I don't know if he's shy or what, but you know. Then I started looking at his eyes because he was in a good spot. You know, I I could have <laughs> I'll play before I die, but uh he did it. He did the right thing. Plus, backup came and ran my stuff, and I was good to go. Uh, but uh. It just it tripped me out because when I was younger, didn't care about the law. Super divine. But uh now, you're trying to live, you got something, you know you have a, you know you have value and you have something to live for. Yeah. You try to be careful with that, but that's part of being a black man in America. Just a little bitty things can be the biggest day to turn your day that was looking great to the worst. So you gotta think like that because we have to think for our future, cause like the the women in our family, you know. Everybody think the black woman is strong, and uh, not to say I'm not saying that the black woman is not weak, but especially women in our family, you see them being successful, whatnot. But you, you as a man, seeing how the world is, you know they're being attacked as well. And you look at some of these cases; they're getting killed just like us in the, uh, in, the, in the world for doing everyday things. I mean, it's not it's not like we we getting shot for selling dope in the trap house with the AK loaded and a grenade at the door. I mean, I'm going to work. I'm, we walk with my dog. Which, what you're talking them. about right here, brother, is racial battle fatigue. It's been a study about this. I have an episode about it. That's why it's so unique that I'm like, I'm listening to all that. That's why I'm already excited because, yeah, we brothers. Uh, <laughs> even though we, yeah, we, we and we get into detail about this more, but when you what you talking about the experience, that tension, that yeah, but that's not that's not racial battle fatigue. That's black people's spirit overall. Is just tired, and, what, and, and, what, and this is what I really feared I'd be doing. When you, what you saw with George Floyd, how we just first of all it started with Mike. Well, for me, it started with uh, Sandra Bland. 
Now even Sandra Bland go from Rodney King. Oh yeah. You know, I graduated in '94, so that stuff was all there when I was a youngster. So uh, that's our spirit. It's overall, and that's just what what, we, what I've experienced as a man. Think about our grandmothers and uh, what they've experienced and gone through. It's just that spirit of uh, just being tired of sick and tired of being sick and tired, but understanding that you still have to keep pushing to get to where you need to be and overcome what's been handed to you because you know we can overcome it. It's just going to take time because it took time to take what they took from us. But we got to take time to get it back. I'm assuming you've heard of racial battle fatigue, correct? Reported. No. That's just my outside. Like I said, it's just a black spirit. That's what I call it. Everything you say, you call it that, but it's the same thing. Everything is, it's the same thing, brother. Same thing. It's just, and that's the name of the show. I'm I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's the name of the episode. (laughs) That's why I'm like, did you listen to it? Like, that's what I'm saying. Because you're saying the same thing. It's like really that feeling of history of being this. And it's basically saying that just being black in America you need to have therapy. You need some type of counseling. Yeah. You need some type of treatment because it's not normal for someone to have this type of trauma and abuse on a normal, like, day-to-day basis, you know? Well, that's just part of it. I mean... And you well, say that, we, and we rationalize well, it and just say that's part well, of it. Well, well, you gotta say I come from a different era. When I come, when I came, when I was, when I was brought up as a man or just black people, period, that stuff like that, you just, you just, like I said, you just took it. You know what I'm saying? It kept moving, you know. You know, it comes from that same culture 10 times better. You know how we was raised 10 times better uh, on, on everything, 10 times better. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't saying that we, it was, it was, it was it, I'm not, it, I don't think my, our parents or any of our parents raised us to be racist or prejudiced. It's just, we understand what, how the world was and how it operated in so much in the sense. So, uh, so it's just dealing with that, and then, then you see how, and then on, and on that, now you got the, like I say, the, the social media. It's a blessing and a curse, but uh, it, 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 it highlights what we go through. So, but like I said, with that George Floyd, Rodney King, the, the, the Mike Brown, the, the sisters along the way, they got killed. Sandra Bland, I went, that's where I went to school at. Where she used to, where she got killed at, bro. In '94, we used to go get potato, potatoes from a place called a pit. When she got killed, that that was that's where people used to walk at. Oh, I know. I used to walk to class. I stayed off the yard right there. I I would walk to class off them apartments right across the street from there. If they had pan in there, it'd be, I don't know if they still there. It was, it was it'd be a, some apartments right across the street. I stayed right there. So, I mean, that even, I mean, that's and that's another thing that the state of the black man. It just it just bothers me. I mean, because we ain't looking too good. Cause but, I don't know. Because if I, hey, I you know, just, hey, but. He's speaking on it. And the only thing I say, once again, this is the makings of Jeremy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, they and them. This is the making of Jeremy Drake. And, you know, we, we speak in this perspective. But you kind of spoke about it a little bit earlier. And But where are you from? I'm from a... Born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, from a city... That's, that's what said, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, in a city within the city called Lake Como, Texas. Uh my family is uh, by way of Mahia, Texas, both sides. Uh, so, but we've been, my family's set roots here back in, uh, well, 40s, 50s, whatever. And I've been here all my life. Right. Went to school and uh, uh, pretty much a Fort Worth boy. Uh, went to school at Como Elementary. You know, you know, my mama always tried to give us some, some little better. So we went across town to our mother, Mercy. Mm-hmm. Went there for a little bit and, uh, 
Como Montessori opened up. We went there, and I, I charged Como Montessori from sixth to eighth grade. So I didn't go to Leonard like everybody else on the West Side. Then I went to Western Hills and kept the uh, purple and goes, laid down the Prairie View for a bit, you know. So a few hours short of uh, a degree in finance, uh, finance and economics, but I'm um, currently getting process of getting rolled back in school. But uh, back of that, yeah, get it on out the way. So uh, that's about it for me as far as the education wise. But uh, I never was, um, and I and it's not a knock on uh, being to get in the degree. It's just, and I, I mean. Like, hey, you my brother, and I, you know, in our family, even myself, was just, I, my, our grandmother was a teacher. And I, one thing Granny taught me was, if you, if I've given you the propensity to teach yourself to read a book and teach yourself, all you need is a syllabus. So uh, when I was in school, I'd go to the library, look at the syllabus and read everything that first two or three months, that first two months or the first two months of the first five semester, and just coast through all the way to the spring. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's what you're supposed to do in my opinion. I was taught syllabus your yeah. best friend. As long as you read in class and just put your little work in and that's what I was taught. So, but, uh, so I never, that with that being said, I never worried about getting the griefers. When I go to work, that's like, a, that's like, it's not college education, that's a world education. So I get to interact all the skills that I've been brought up in in life in the streets, parents, everything that you have just interact, see if I can fit this mold. And this goes back to what I was saying as a black man in America, see if you can break this mold and fit it, you know, and defy that, because, you know, you just know what it is. So, uh, you know, so I punch that clock and, you know, I give my little Mayu Angelou poem on, you know, we wear the mask. <laughs> you know, not get non-threatening and do what I do. But I do it, you know, and then uh, still thrive and just, and just make it, so. You know, and every job I've always worked there, bro. I've never been just a worker. I always move up, a team lead, supervisors, stuff like that. I don't, but you know, it just goes to say, if you put your mind to it, anything you study right, and you make sure you, uh, like I said, one to say before is, when I step in the room, I make sure I'm the most knowledgeable. Mm. Give me time, I'm gonna know everything more than you. I'm not gonna let you know I know everything, <laughs> but I know everything more than you. Okay. Okay. I rock with it. I rock with it, bro. That's how I move. Now, when you and people know that you know more than them, because like I say, when you, I'm a man of actions. When you put the action in, when you do it work, you gain respect, and they know this the one you go to. Just uh, you know, so that's how I always move. Even 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 in the streets, to just I always try to be most aware, most observant. But you don't you don't need to know everything. So just just that's how I move. So. Love it, love it. You actually, when I tell you, I have a question. Well, you done answered it. It's like, how do you feel about your education so far in life? When I say you hit it right in the nose, I ain't, I ain't have to get to it. So appreciate it, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's real, what it is. Like, you know, a lot of our people don't get the, that. And you, it's, it's, now, that I'm look, now that I look at that I'm older, a lot of brothers aren't geared toward education, mm-hmm. you know? Or the, the way it's been like well, you said it though. Education is just not going to college. You know, it's not yeah, just going. Yeah. Education is not what what you've been taught all throughout secondary school things. A lot of I, I was just having this conversation with my folks yesterday. It was like, man, it started with me being in college, uh, so I got a little bit earlier start than some. But still, I'm still learning every day. I'm still learning, and I'm finding out so many things. Actually, I was having that conversation today with my coworkers. Every a lot of things I've been taught that we've been taught in encyclopedias and things were a lie. 
Like we're finding out that well, that was a downright lie to us. I don't want to say it was an outright lie, but it's that I mean, but there's other, another story aside to it. Because in my life, I met I knew a brother who uh, crooked as hell, mm-hmm. talented, boy laying them bricks. Yeah, he's a bad mouth, bad, bad mouth. I ain't gonna crap. That's a, that's a strong skill. Matter of fact, I don't, I don't know if they knocked him down, but back in the day when they first developed Byron Irving beyond uh, I-20, mm-hmm. most of them apartment complexes, he did those bricks. But uh, he was a bad boy. He was, that, That's the first black man that I met that was a millionaire at the age of 25. Mm-hmm. This was back in the like, early 89, 90s. So, But he, he didn't have an education uh, that, that you would expect for a millionaire to have. education. You know, yeah. Education. He, had, he had the education to survive. And, and bro, Keep this boy knew the Bible back and forth, back and forth. He still he still tag off your shirt. You won't even know, <laughs> and put and put it in your pocket. <laughs> Take the money out your pocket at the yeah. I mean, it just goes to show hey, you that many of, the, many of the disciples had lives before they met Jesus too. You feel? <laughs> you know they had stories. But I, like, but that's, that goes back to show. But it, you know, a lot of people understand. Gee, if you really read the Bible for what it is, Jesus really. He wasn't a peaceful dude. He was kind of like a gangster somewhat. Jesus carried a sword. I put you like that. He kept, moving, it that. kept it moving. Like that's what he, it, yeah. I, 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 know, I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> he he did he dealt with the downtrodden, you know, the fallen, the ones that not the, the, the pontificators, the ones that's not so great. Mm-hmm. And uh and, and speaking of that with the religion, I think that's the problem with the, some of the churches nowadays. They don't they need to and they're not reaching these youth like they once was. I don't know what is the belief system or how it goes, or other people find other ways of um, uh, having other deities or whatever. But the church is not as strong as uh, to me. It's not as strong as what it once was in the black community, and I think that's where a lot of a mis a misperception is that that you can work through the church all the time. Sometimes you have to have grassroots organizations and have other means to reach the black youth because there is a big disconnect right now for us, the youth and the elder and the when I say when I say youth and elder, that's the past and the future. That, that's a big disconnect. Hey, speak on it, brother. Speak on we don't it. Even put, I put it like this: we only did it get 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 our stuff right now. Like just even acknowledge it as a people, whatever your community you're in, your family, whatever. That there's an issue. We need to start thinking about black finances and black empowerment as far as our financial structure. I mean, we're gonna be in trouble because what they say about 2053. Well, when I'm 75, something like that. The black wealth. Is uh for for black wealth all across from any any state in America is gonna be zero. Our financial impact could be zilch. It'll be the Asians, the Mexicans, the whites, and so forth. But our our impact to be that you know that small people with the Asians that's on the pie, that's gonna be us. Now, if all us black people in America, we can't make we, that's just that's just gonna be telling. That's gonna be a big bad thing. So. And these are conversations we intend to have on the future on the shows about, and we've had, I think we've had a, maybe one or two, but getting to the nitty gritty of it, it's, it's, and we, I know other podcasters are doing it as well. We touch, try to touch on a little bit of everything, but it's absolutely valuable. And right, it's valuable, it's so, it's so needed. Like, like my, yeah, yeah. what we're doing out here is, is because they just simple and plain, they just trying to take a neighborhood. And, and gentrification so but and uh, i don't want to get too much into it i'm learning about you but it's us and i always tell my folks like i try to limit the conversation but it's real you know because (sighs) only thing i can have control over is me right by touch 
That's one thing. All we, you know, we 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 brothers. We we know how our family get down on sometimes. You know, everybody. Some people are responsible. Some people are not. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. like we don't try to uplift them. We ain't like we try to pull that cable toe. It's like we do it, but it's like, man. Well, let me show oh, yeah. you what I'm doing. You know, let me show you how I can pull it. Let me show you this, and I can come back. But you know, and we gonna tell you how to do it. But if we just see you just ain't gonna do it, and, and we, like you say, we'll help you till, till we can't help you. Or till we just like, nope, we can't help you no more. Yeah. But I understand. With that we here, we here. We still like we we'll still leave the line of the trail how you get to us. That's why I was like, we still be here, but we got to keep moving. Yeah, but I'm go. But, but when I gotta go back on that line where I left you and pull you up. I've been helping you. Excuse my language, but I'm going to talk some shit. <laughs> I say it. Uh, you're fine. I say it all the time. It, I, um, the movie Harriet, the most recent one, um, discussed Harriet Tubman. Like, I used to be, you know, I don't I don't know if people, I'm, I never considered myself an activist by all my friends and many of the people. I'm very much of an activist, okay? And... I used to be real hard on my folks, you know, real hard on my friends. Like, you ain't going to this march, you ain't going to this protest. What you doing? Why you wasting time? Why you playing? Man, yeah, it's, it's in us. I mean, uh, matter of yeah. fact, I'm gonna tell you something about Demetrius' daddy. Uh, he was one who started was working with Western Hills when, uh, like I said, when the Como High kids went became segregated with Western Hills. I send you the picture. Uh, Uncle Hugh, he uh worked on the voters rights acts with white students they got a picture of him and a whole bunch of other students but he was one of the main leaders in that so it's always been interesting going even further i reached in my head i forgot i think it was uncle deke uh and some other i, I don't i don't want to be misquoted but I, we had we had a lot of we had a long history of brother, uh, family members that served in the services long line and they, they i'm not talking about if they four years and got out i'm talking about ranking yeah so, uh, but I know it's I know it's I know the story is factual, but they came home back in the gap from a war. I don't, I don't know which one, but uh, well, however age what Deke was, and uh, they went to the bar in my head, they get lunch, and they sat at the front. And so, long story short, they somebody told them they couldn't eat there. You know, they were shocked. You know, they just came from fighting in the war. And long story short, one of them told them we all eat here today, and you know how that went down. It was it was a nice little old scuffle. They ate there, and they had the players that whip with some ass and went home. So I don't know. So it's it's just things like that. You we've always been activists. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, that's just that's just natural if you uh, care about your, your, your just being a man. You that's but what it's not time. natural though. That, like you say, it's not. I wouldn't say it's like to me. To me, I say it's natural. I like I can't see any other way but to do it. You know. It like I'll go crazy if I can't speak up for what's right, you know. Well, you, you, well, it's, it's not. I guess it's the way you label it, label it, bro. I don't, I don't look at it as a being an activist because it kind of irks me because it means like it's kind of like a dude that pay child support and then be posting all the time. Yeah, I pay my child support, motherfucker. You ain't there. That's what the hell you supposed to be doing. Child support ain't enough, y'all. I, I, I know you're doing the me. bare minimum. I absolutely agree. <laughs> I'm gonna shut the fuck up because that's not even that's a different topic. But uh, but that, hey, that hurts my soul, bro. Because it's like I paid this, but bitch, you ain't you don't get especially if you got boys or something. Oh, you ain't you. Hey. I, when, hey. when the dude say that, put like that. That's a measurement of a man. that's in my book. I'm a, you know I, I keep them over. I keep them over there. They ain't in my circle. You know I keep yeah. them over there. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, that's how you, how you how, how men are about men have to learn how to do this. How you are about the women you choose to mess with, 
you have to be about that when you get over of a certain age about the men you deal with and having your circle. That's just real talk. Do you do you like be do, do you listen to the show often or something? No, I just, I just, <laughs> like nah, good. man. Hey, I'm telling you, when people listen to this, they're gonna like, yeah, we like. It, and it's, it's I'm getting goosebumps because that 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 the conversations we may not talk a lot, and we're we gonna get into it. Like, we're gonna get into it a little bit in because once again, we may not talk all the time, but it's scary because when we do talk, it feel like when we never skip the beat. I'm serious. But you, but you gotta understand, bro. When you grew up, when you first came along. You was we, we was there with you, bro, for about four to five, maybe three to four five years. You know, so you got you you got the indoctrination. Now you know, little I, bro. I, I talked about it. Oh, I talked about it on this. What I'm doing? We were doing right here. I talked about it on mine. You know, yeah. Like you got that. You got indoctrination, so you understood. <laughs> so it's just, but that 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 short little spark at that young age, and that's why I tell folks. You know, I you know I got. My degree in psychology and I just heavy in child psychology and the work that I went into. And I tell people all the time, you think these kids learn more when they're in high school. No, they learn when they're they're, they're actually yeah. in the home. They learn yeah. at them the little small treatments and all those. That's what they really their molding of life really happens right there. And you have other instances. But before we we go, let me get to these questions. Hey, yeah. what's your what's your sign? What's your sign, brother? <laughs> oh, I'm a I'm a I'm, I'm a Taurus. Uh birthday May 19th. Oh, same, like, day, same day as Malcolm X. Rolling up. Okay. We, we see with the Abbey. All right. May 19th. Taurus representing. Okay. Earth sign. Um, how would you define your childhood and upbringing? It was it was a it was a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a, it's a lesson that I I I'd press rewind again and again if I could, it wouldn't change a bit of it. Uh but uh and with that being said, it wasn't no uh Story I want nobody to go through. It wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, wasn't the cream of the crop and no Tyler roses or nothing like that, bro. But it was just, it's just like any child that grows up, you 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 don't know what's bad or good because it's just what you, it's where you at and what's what you got. You know, uh, when I when I was born, it was just I was like, say I was the first child for my, you know, our dad and my mom. We stayed in the, place, in the apartment for called the Links, from what I can remember. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but old man, they used to watch basketball. Uh, uh, I had like a, on the on the black and on the, on the color TV with the knobs you had to turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you remember that, that that furniture the old man had with the orange stuff. You remember them pieces? Oh, it was all like a huge sectional. Yeah, that, that fake leather, orange leather. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that was the furniture I grew up on. <laughs> so uh, we had that, and then and that's growing up then, and then uh, watching him play basketball. It's just a little things I remember as a kid. I'm talking about. I remember this like maybe. Four or five, I remember that. Like my mom trips out because I remember when my her grandmother, her mother, and I was. She said you was only about three or four. I just remember. But I remember those little bits of pieces. I remember the old man. He used to work on the railroad. He take me to, and we stayed on the second floor in the links. He take me down to the car in the morning, warm up the car, and you know they was they was married. And you know fast forward, blinking, and uh, then you know Jason, and next thing you know it's just out me and my mama, and uh, she getting pregnant with the run. And, our daddy gone, you know, so shit. Yeah. The next thing you know, fast forward, we moved back in with our granddaddy. So I was, that's how I got raised down here on uh, Lake Como Drive. That's on my mama's side, you know, you know, I, our dad's side don't get it. So, so I came up as a kid. It wasn't, it wasn't no, like I said, it was, it was a struggle. But uh, mom worked two, sometimes one, two, three jobs. But you know, my mother was always militant. You know, she was a, uh, she was a militant woman. You know, very 
And anyway, I don't want to even say militant. Like I said, it's, I think that's why I get to coin the phrase black in America. Because she taught us that we were black men in America. You know, we in some Saturday morning that we goofed off all Friday night. She come here banging them, though. Y'all get y'all ass up. You, know, you ain't go just uh, grow up and get married all of a sudden. You know, you black, you know, black men, you, 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 you boys now, but you're growing up to be men. That was a common phrase. You boys, but you, you're getting taught to learn how to be men. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we did. You know, you know, I, I'm coming from the school, the school of the old where I put it like this. I know how to watch baseboards. You know, I know I, most dudes, y'all cats don't even know what a baseboard is. See, I, I know how to get down to wax them clothes and all that stuff and wash dishes. Uh, put up dishes, clean clothes, fold up clothes, wash clothes, shoot, right. change tires. I know how to do all that. I mean, that's how we was raised. You know, I know how to. And who move taught, you, taught it to you? Just, to, uh, just not, I can't say just my mother. Just that's just the way I, my family was. My my uh my mom's side was like that. They was big on on education and being cleanly and healthily and just then you know granny and Lawrence is just. Everybody in the family, just how you move, you, 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 and, and, it, and it's not so much just like, a, like you say, growing up, it's not what's what you're taught, it's what's around you. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of, you know, you see that success, you see people working every day, you, and you see them interactions, and you know, how they say, uh, you don't need to be in grown folks' mouth, you know, talk, you know, but that's how you soak up the game, so to speak. I mean, you learn how, you know, how to learn how to be responsible, things like that. It's not all just, Growing up, you just, you just didn't catch all the conversation. You might have caught the conversation where they all kicking it, but you caught the conversation they were at home. You start to develop an understanding. Then when you get out in the world on your own, that's when you start to learn to measure where you at. You, that's when you learn that you're, you're you're poor. You don't have it all. And I, I don't even want to say poor. You just have less than others because you got to put on the outlook. Because we didn't have a lot of money, but we had a lot of love. We had a lot of food and a lot of clothes. You know, to you know you know you know black sisters gonna keep their kids draped in the finest. Don't know how they do it. They gonna make sure they looking respectable, and I just that that comes like what we, how we were we were raised to, to be. I don't care. I can have two dollars in my pocket, but I'm look like I got a thousand in the bank account. It's not it's not say, and and it, and that's not to say it's gonna be. It ain't got to be Gucci or nothing. It could be our Walmart, but I'm gonna make it look right. You know, I, I don't need no label. I make the fa- I make the fashion look. I make clothes look good. I'm sexy as hell, but Nick, put some clothes on. They just look great. Hey. <laughs> It is man. Hey, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening. This is the makings of Jeremy Drake, the eldest of the Drakes, right here. The brother, the brother Drake, the new, the most recent generation of brothers. Okay. (laughs) We hopping into the next question. This hey, this might be a number. I know the I know the answer. Okay, of course, but you know everybody else may not know. But do you have any siblings? Any eight of y'all or seven? I when I when right. I tell people all the time, I start counting. I'm like, because <laughs> technically, Sharon's the oldest, and me, Jason, Jerron, Brandon, Justin, Chris. Now Justin and Jordan, they have the same age. Uh, then Chris, it's eight of us. So I'm the eight. oldest of seven. Well, I share the eldest title, and the oldest is uh, uh, six. Yeah, for now, unless we yeah. find out another one, so. Yeah. <laughs> now that's about it. He uh, that's, now that's one thing I will give my father. Whatever he, whatever he made, he never did turn it away, and he always claimed it. he wasn't go. He was serious about that, you know. Because I, I like uh, I'll tell you a story. 
growing up uh, with the old man at the they got you know uh, mom got divorced mm-hmm. uh we see the old man on the weekends you know how the thing goes he, we should be with him on the weekend but you know old man still do try to do the black you know black man stuff back then you'll go to the gym kick it with your boy mm-hmm. they, they always you know jostle with the man on the high side of them you know about you got the kids you can't really go you know because all he could really do back then was just go hoop and play basketball, and then you had to cut, cut back to the house. You know, then they supposed to go kick it some more, but he, you know, he had us, so they kind of, you know, razz him a little bit. But one day he just told him what it was. He said, hey, "Man, that's that's a half of me right there. That's half of me. Whenever I get a chance to see mine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get mine." You know, and that, you know, and that, that's the thing about my old man. He wasn't never one about uh, child support or nothing. He paid. If he knows them, if he knows right. the mama let you see, see it, he'll let you he go see it, he go get you. Uh, but he was always be extra if he give you extra more than he could. But uh, but he told him that, and then uh, I didn't, I always I remember that as a child, but fast forward, I don't know if you knew, uh, his homeboy, uh, home had homeboy D Wade. He said, he said, man, he, I, your daddy was the reason why my daddy, like, nah, I said, I've been seeing y'all before, they say, no. Nah. I said, no, nah, he probably, I said, he probably brought him around more because Lawrence said that, but I started seeing how a lot of my daddy's friends kids after that, you know, when he was that type of dude, he was just, I was going to make sure he had us because, you know, plus, you know, he, I, I guess he knew how our mother was, so he knew we needed that freedom anyway. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, our mom was a militant, but, but our family, oh, my mom, just being with that said, I, her family was a little bit a hard, you know, they was... I said they were more, a little more stringent, you know, uh, in the uh, lower side. They, they, they uh, but they both, you know. Well, I guess I, it, I, I don't understand. I'm still studying that, bro. I have to get back to you on that part of that family side because, you know, you know, like I said, they both stay out down from down home in my head. So, I gotta, hey, they both ignorant. But like, we got our family ignorant. We we gonna we, we have to do this together. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying yeah, to. They're ignorant. I'm trying to give you some support on this. Those are what we're doing. We're doing this, okay? <laughs> My family, very educated, knowledgeable, but we don't mind being ignorant. Hey, <laughs> hey it runs on both my sides too, brother. Okay, literally, brother. <laughs> yeah, when I was down there last weekend, somebody I uh, said I, I name dropped you. Yeah, took care of me very well. Appreciate uh, you. Okay, I don't know what his establishment was at, but hey, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it, matter of fact, I think it was at Happy's, the fish place you told me to go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I just said Irwin, and I said Drake, and she looked up, and then she had a smile on her face from my throughout the whole process. And the great establishment, I'm, I'll be going back. Okay, okay, okay. Love it, love it. I was yeah. like, you dropped Drake Johnson, Irwin, you'll be taken care of, you know. Yeah, I, I, I dropped the Irwin this time. You know, we use Jesse, try the Johnson next time, see how that goes. Man, you just say JD Estella, he'll get you some places. You feel me? Like, okay. seriously. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'll use that one next time. I'm, I'm going to check that to myself. <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. Um, So, when did you have your first sense of responsibility? I think my first sense of responsibility is like my two brothers, uh, Jason and Jerron, you know, mm. growing up. And, you know, and, and a funny story about that is just growing up, you just think you're just growing up. You're not really kids. That's why, you, I mean, that's how you know you got it good. You know, it's all kids really worry about, man, growing up is that when they're hungry, they fed, they got clothes, and they play. It's time to bathe. They got the basic necessities. They're not like us worried about 
to let his brain name. They don't care about all that. They're taught that. They just, all they did was about growing up and having a good time. Yeah. But it, it really dawned on me when it, uh, when you started going to school and, you know, those kids who were, who were taught to be uh, materialistic or taught that the thing they had on what had more work value than what other kids had on, uh, you know, kids can be uh, hurtful. Uh, the, the, like I like to say, the, the weak, the, those are the children that were weak, could be hurtful. Uh, so uh, just to be, be strong. And but that in turn hurt, you know, hurt other kids. It's a, it's a cause and effect. Absolutely. So I, uh, so I've always just been uh, aware of that. And just always try to not to be like that. But once I once I experienced that, and I kind of figured it out, but it's all like, okay, they just like the high side. But when I, when I was growing up, like I said, bro, I don't know, I don't know if y'all remember Isaiah. Isaiah was that's Polo was always Polo. But Polo had some 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 competitors back then, and Isaiah and Fort, especially in Fort Worth, Isaiah and some duck heads. He, 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 he was he was cast a He was ready to go. They brought back you know, duck heads. Yeah, Macaulay. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't know. Yeah, So, but you know, our parents kept us clean. But you would me growing up, I would see how kids who didn't have much would get chastised and messed with. You know, and uh. Oh. That, that, that kind of messed with me a little bit because I like well we I know this dude because we got the same thing we're in the same situation my mother just happened to work a little bit harder and uh get a little bit more things going on because you know and that's the one thing I, I can attest to it's not a knock but when we was kids we never had food stamps mm. my mom worked mm. but that's when I like I said when that when that's like about seven or eight that's when I started to realize this is what it is. This ain't. This ain't no. Uh, this ain't no TV show. You know. This ain't no different strokes. It's a different stroke, all right. It's a hard. It's a hard slap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's when you start learning how to cook and those stuff. And then you really start to understand those lessons your parents were teaching you early. Them, them mornings on Saturday and Sunday with the patty the bell and all and, the, and the, all them playing the music and now green while you smelling bleach and pine salt. It wasn't so much as a soul to just make you clean. With teaching you how to make it and keep the household going. That, you know, that, that harkens even back to going back how our parents were raised, raised and their grandparents were raised. They were raised certain tools at an early age. Now, it might have been different, you know, back then they was probably learning how to work the farm, but we just basically didn't tell how to work the house so how we can how to move and keep the family going. You're not, you, you didn't work the farm for so much as feed the animals. No, you fed the farm so you keep keep the family fed and, and going in the cycle. And that's what we did. That's how we just taught as children. We learned how to cook, like I said before, as men, cook, clean, wash, uh, cut yards, do what we need to do to make that keep the household functioning. Now, once you got older and realized this wasn't just a fun thing that the old man and your mom was teaching you, you realized that's part of reality that you need and it was a necessity, that's when you start to feel that sense of responsibility. And then uh, that was, like I say, about seven or eight, you know. And, you know, uh, and it's a funny story about seven or eight when I was in school, I used to get I used to get picked on by this one bully. I mean, he tagged my ass every day. He said, come on with me, you like, know, one day, like, you know, I said, I ain't gonna, I, I, I'm not gonna deal with it no more. When I got him good. And once I tasted that, that look, like a pit bull, take that little bit of blood, you know, I, you know, I'm the smallest out of all of them. Hey, but I, the eldest, I, the I smallest, yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't give a damn. I, 
อยากได้การเต้นเลยเริ่มเลยละเอาไปแล้วแล้วจะยัดแรงขึ้นนี่นี่ตาย And one day, my auntie, my, my rest in peace, uh, joined my mom's old, one of my mom's elder sisters, second to those. We was in the, uh, in the t- you know, was in the tub, but Nick, she and my brothers together. When we were still little, we was bathing together. She said, "Yeah, you, 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 you gotta understand, your brothers are gonna follow and do everything that you do." You know, uh, you know, it tripped me out. I was, I'm like, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm acting bad. I'm just, I'm having a good time. But then. You know, uh, 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 some kids that we grew up with on the south side, and uh, we like we used to go there on the weekends. Uh, when I was about ten or eleven, maybe about ten, maybe about ten or eleven, maybe I want to say twelve, but more likely not ten or eleven, maybe twelve. Uh, his older brother did something. And, uh, he got he got one of his brothers shot, got him put out there real bad. Wow. I'm like, yeah, wait. I don't remember the names, but I just remember the situation. And it's on Southside, you know. Man stayed on Baker Street. So I stayed down the street from Glen Gardens and all that. And that's back in them days. That was that's when it was that's when it was rolling. But uh, I messed with me. That's when I started understanding responsibility as an older brother. Uh, that's when I started watching how I moved, seeing how we teach, and start teaching you know, you know teaching Jason to run the right way to do things. And like you know, like I said, then. You, You you was a new addition. You came along, so you got it three times worse. Because you know, as soon as you as soon as you was able to sit up, we was getting you the business. Oh no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. So you know, <laughs> so we're not just so much violent. We just talking. So you know, we 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 talk. So you know, we make sure you can say stuff and all that stuff. Man, so uh, you know, man, I don't know if y'all remember this, man. This is one of my earliest memories. It was I remember the orange couches. I remember this when um. You know, pops. He was. He had the roommates. I think it was a white guy, and the dude that was a mailman. I always forget his name now, but one uh, that had the machete. CC. CC. Yeah, CC. Okay. CC and uh, I want to say Dave. No, I mean, you got a good memory. That's when Dave Dave left when we was kids. Yeah, Dave was cool ass white boy. Paint I, he didn't want to spot those men to paint. Hey, I don't remember the whole situation. I just remember it was Cece and a white guy. My dad, you know, and my father, you know, probably my brothers. I remember one day, man, we was all kicking it. It was, it was I think, it was like I don't, I don't remember all the stuff, the full details. But I remember we. Uh, I think it started. It started as a pillow fight. Let me tell you that it started <laughs> as a pillow fight. <laughs> Then it was it started throwing them blows left and right. But man, it was still. It, it wasn't even about completely being mad about it. Only one of them, only one of us got an ass whooping though, because he wouldn't get right. And we all, I, every one of my siblings listen to know which one it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it was like one of those things that I just remember. It's like that's something when me and my brothers we talk, we had a good time. I still remember when y'all ass used to uh, give me that unplugged controller. Oh, with it was like I think it was my first time playing. I think it was the first time Sonic came out. Boy, when yeah. I said I was hurt, I like I didn't understand it till the right when I was about to go, and I like. <laughs> I have been deceived, And then I go back and do the same thing, you know. It, it, it was like, but that was my brothers. That was at a good time, yeah. you know. And, and I remember those real young moments with one another, of eating, uh, um, the barbie, the the burgers, the grilling, all that. You know, that's what I look at as my. And we old, older we became, you know, it, it always had that love. It was. I don't ever remember having a argument, a, a dispute with any of my elder brothers. You know what I mean? 
Uh, we never did play. I mean, we, when I was kids, our first time down there at Tyler, man, that was like a, a playground. Your granddaddy had to get down that mound of dirt and probably across the street and that big old house, man, it was like a maze. You go this way and Jason Drum come in toward the end by the beauty shop, then they come back in to the back door. And I'm in the living room. I said, where y'all at? Why y'all getting there? The kitchen was all space age. That, I mean, that was just a good time. And, and a lot of people don't know that. I was telling my girl when we went down there, like, like this past week, I said, I said, the Popeyes, and that's probably one of the most original Popeyes. Said, no, that Popeyes was just, man, boy, when that Popeyes was built, they built that Popeyes when I was leaving, like when I was in high school, like junior college. But man, I'm talking about, y'all, y'all, when I was a kid, the first time we had Popeyes was when we come see y'all. They shut it down and they brought it back. That's what I'm telling you. Right. Oh, okay. So, the, so that really that down, wrapped okay. around the corner for that Popeyes, though, man. I like people. It ain't what it used to be, but that one that y'all had, that, that, the, the old Popeye, man, that was some of the best Popeye chicken I had in my life. <laughs> Yo, I remember Tyler. And that's oh, how you know, I'm, I'm, uh, Mark and Carlos had them bikes. Whew. That's the reason why I don't ride motorcycles to this day, because hey. I was riding uh, Carlos. He burnt my leg. Like, hey. Nah. hey, hey. Once again, I'm looking forward to interviewing my other cousin, man. When I talk to the, sto- the stories, I, when people talking about all oh, these kids don't get out like they used to, I'm like, cause y'all were dangerous, y'all crazy as hell back in the day with the stories I be hearing. They, but that's generations, that's the cultures that we have. But I yeah. still have a cassette with all y'all on it in Tyler, right in my closet, right there. A video, video cassette. I'm moving it to put put it on a DVD. Yeah, I need to get some this one. Oh man, we got a U. But not a DVD, but you know USB now. Yeah, we got we got one. Uh, we got a uh, you know Vaughn still got a VCR, but he got the tapes when you was kids we was recording each other. When we used to be in the back room, that's when the jukebox next work used to be at. I think we were trying to teach you what the RoboCop or something. I don't know what it was, but uh, we got a video of that. Hey, if we have any of those cassettes, anything like that, let me know. I will find it and just try to put them on. Um, a digital hard drive so we can keep it uh, and oh, share yeah. it and share it you know you can share it easily like i don't want to i don't want to miss out on any of the memories that's been recorded for us and that we have because they're, they're they these that's valuable to me that's valuable to me um yeah. so but let's get back into it um how were you disciplined when you was growing up how, yeah. how were you disciplined when you didn't do what you were supposed to do we come from a different era like i said you know cps cps was like that was like a joke. That was like, that was that commercial wasn't meant for you. You know what I'm saying? And long as what I'm trying to say without saying it, you got your ass beat. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but I but uh, I don't I don't want to say that to make it seem like black folks back then just beat their kids for any old thing. Uh, uh when you only when you got your ass beat back then, it was a lesson that was being taught that you weren't adhering to. So they they made you catch on quick a little bit more with the ass whip. Especially, especially when they explained it to you as to why you was getting this type of discipline, so you understood fully. <laughs> so it was just the way, it was just, just that was just the way it was back then. Like no man had a method of strike one, strike two, strike three, shoot, third strike, he coming to get you. He don't care. He ain't got time. He ain't trying to have no understanding. It's third strike. Yeah. He, I, mean, I, I never had to get disciplined much by my old man because, like I said, his his ass whoopings was. Uh, they're memorable. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna put them um, in that thing. I ain't gonna be descriptive and put them on blast, but uh, you know, you know. But uh, <laughs> and, and what you said right there, what we talk about, you know, previous CPS worker, you know, child welfare in this building. But 
a lot of people it's not abuse when you it, like it's levels don't get me wrong it is abuse but when it gets to the point where it's been explained it's age appropriate whatever they may be and it's like because i work in the field worked in the field that like people just beat the mess out of their kids and only say why i don't remember why they did it yeah, that's, then, abuse. Then, <laughs> that's abuse. That's abuse. That's forgot. They, 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 they told you. They gonna tell you why they whooped. I told you, didn't I? You go, you go. It's like you get your ass with by a parent back then. You was actually signing your contract, your NDA, your NDA degree agreement to not say nothing after you. Why you getting your ass whooped? Because she said, didn't I tell you? Yeah, 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 yeah. You make you agree to his ass with because he, she, but they did tell you. Like I say, see new CPS commercials. It was like, yeah, nigga, if you look like you want to call it something, and she tell you, well, when I get out, I'm going to whoop your ass again. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's an episode with um, Atlanta. I don't know if you watch Atlanta. It, it, it's... I'll be, be binging. I'll be podcasting all in July. <laughs> hey, hey, it's a, the first episode is like heavy on that. And I, I, I want to get people points of views on it because things, but, again, I mean, when I talk to people about how this that that, that field is and that, that, that I'm ha- upcoming soon, by the time this episode may be coming out, I'll be already ready to drop season four. Because man, when you, you when you hear and see the stuff that on the other end, you go even though being disciplined, I've seen kids. The worst type of abuse is not even physical abuse most of the time. You know, I've seen some things yeah, like I don't never, yeah. I don't I don't want people to think that we did, we didn't get. No, abuse. we got discipline. Yes, there you go. That's what I say. It wasn't B, it was discipline. It was yeah. Like, yeah, yeah that's all know, I, I, I mean, we had professionals. Our family was well trained in that field of discipline. And I, and I really hate it when people say, well, that's a whole slave mentality. And I said, I understand the reason why I disagree with that because my training of thought is I'm, I'm, I'm a black man in America. I'm not going to put that on application and call it disarray, but just being on a level, I'm a black man in America. So I don't really agree with that saying discipline your kids is this this that another now you're starting to see it on facebook if we don't keep our teach our kids and our, our people how to how to move i mean it's quit quit putting a label on it that belittles the that belittles the action we're learning how to move as a people so we can get to a greater cause overall blanket statement every way so what i mean by that is when you get pulled over and you know it's bullshit be compliant you know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not saying to question the officer. I, well, I ain't gonna tell you how to move. You move with the right within your spirit. But for me, when he pulled me over, like, you know, he got. I ain't got nothing on me. I'm gonna pull over him, do his thing. Uh, give my ID. Yeah, you can have it. And, and you understand the reason. I, I guess I'm more like I said. When you know stuff, it, it kind of makes it easier. Yes. I might have. A lot of people don't know when they run your license plate, they can get your ID. He just being an ass about it, if you gonna be compliant. Because if you already got a previous record or something, they already have your license. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when they when they pull you over with the, run your your license, and if that car is registered to you, they have everything that they need. But they still gonna do that thing just to be an ass to you. So I just, sure, man, you go get what you want anyway. Because when you're born, you get your, your uh, social security number. They ain't well, I ain't gonna go all there, but it's just you already <laughs> you already in the system like that. Hey, let me tell you something. Last time I got pulled over. I know I was speeding. Like I, I deserved a ticket. Like definitely deserved a ticket. You know, I was like flying. But you know what? I chopped it up with dude. Like, hey, you know, here you go. I apologies. Listen to I listen to him tell them little corny jokes and all that. How you know, laughed at him, whatever. <laughs> hey, you know what? 
I really appreciate it. You really made my day today, Mr. Drake. You know, don't worry about the one. Just be careful. I like God bless you. Last <laughs> time <laughs> <laughs> I got what, what was that? That's when uh, COVID uh, was out. Uh, you know, nobody ain't going nowhere. I was still in Texas. I was going through Dabal. You know, that's known for giving tickets, man. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, it was, I, COVID hit twenty, so it had to be like early or late. Maybe uh, that was in March. So yeah, it had been like August or September. Man, I'd go see a lady friend in Richards. Made that drive, but I, but I coming back speeding. I was speeding uh, on on the on the side of the road. It's like a forty, but you know I didn't know it was raining in my car. I had just got my car. It's a sport. I didn't, didn't got got the best of me. I was doing sixty in the forty. He bumped me. We laughed and cackled and giggled. I said, man, I work over here, but I said, man, I ain't been over here since uh, <laughs> COVID. I said, I did not know. I thought this was the freeway. So I was wondering why it took so long to get to it. I just got, got them giggling, giggling and cackling. Big old muscle, you know, muscle white boy. He just swole. I said, yeah, he got, and you know, I ain't want to, I ain't going to say he was taking steroids, but you know, at his age, they're like, yeah, maybe it's your job, but I ain't gonna, I'm, I have no, have no judgment. You know, like, but he uh he gave me a warning like man I'm just let you make it I'm like Whew. hey hey they gift of gab good conversation works a long way with a lot of things but hey I, well, I can't I, tell I, everybody I, that had it I was just being honest and you know yeah. now I was I was talking a lot excuse my language he gonna be a dickhead he gonna be a dickhead even man even when I was in the street when I was out when I was doing out there bad I get hit by the law it is what it is I mean I just understood the code you know. It's what I signed up for. You know, I, I signed up for the high risk, high risk, high reward. Yeah. You know, I, I was high, I signed up for that high reward. You know what I'm saying? But I know if I got caught up, I got to own it. You know, I ain't, you know, so that's where that, Scarface, I'm going to Scarface, they do your time. That's part of doing your time, owning up for your, what you got caught up with. So I just happened to be out there and didn't have to worry about that. I well, didn't keep caught up like that, but you know, that's the time I was, but. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna uh, keep the, uh, talking on it. What, what's your next question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm about to say uh, one thing. We do this. Will this is pre-recorded? So let me know. Um, so, <laughs> um, what were and what are your beliefs? You know, I was. You know, we were raised as Baptist Christian, uh, Baptist Christian, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but you know, through my studies and just living life, and it's been. And I've always. I put it like this. When I went to come with my story, uh, Ms. Jorgis, I think my sixth grade teacher, was going over birthdays, and she told me this. I told her, I said, when, hey, no, it was going over birthdays, and she said, what's the a favorite famous person? I just said May 19th, and she was all big-eyed, and you know, a little white lady. I was like, what, I'm thinking, what's wrong with her? You don't know your birthday? Oh, no. And I really didn't care. You know, I, well, I went into the, the, the thing. But she made me go look at Mike Malcolm X. And uh, from that day on, that's when I started really become, it just opened up my eyes as to what the world could be. Because I, I guess this was like you said, you people don't, you we as kids or uh, humans don't start learning later on in life. No, you learn, you learn at home, whatever the situation is at home. So just to get that, bro, that was around the same time where I was learning everything what it was. I, I guess I, I guess the only way I can sum it up where everybody can understand it is I was learning to be black, a black boy in America. What it was meant to be black. It's not. It's not what you see on TV with the white boy and his family smiling and uh, 
having on the finest clothes and having two sets of cars and all that shit. So I learned what it was meant to be black in America. So relate that how you put that on your 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 journey in life. But that's what I was learning as a young boy. But just to get that, that, that interjection of Malcolm X to show that was somebody that like, was against the grain, that just immediately then I just started reading all the black books in the library. And that's when I started getting, and, you know, I, like I said, our parents taught us to read. We just always read to practice, but just reading to learn about us as a people, that was a beautiful thing. Paul Lawrence Dunbar, Phyllis Wheatley, Mayu Angelou, uh, so many, uh, even photographers, uh, my boy Gordon, I just so many things I learned just as a people, how beautiful we were, we were as a child as I went through this struggle. So uh, uh, that was, was one of the big, big influences for me. Uh, and what was the question again? You like, I'm like, can you read the questions that I have up? I said, I know I didn't ask that question, but the next question is who has been the biggest influence in your life? The biggest, uh, I, there's, there's several I could just name off. Like I say, far as a person I never met, but the biggest influence from Malcolm X, um, that's probably the only one as far as back then. But now, uh, uh, simply put, my, my father, the men, in my, the men in my life, my father, uh, his, his, uh, our great grandfather, uh, granny's, our dad, uh, uh, my best friend's father, named Gerald uh, Oscar, he's he's he, he's gone. He left us. Uh, my cousin Mike, my aunt's uh, son, and a little bit of my cousin Chris, and, and my Uncle Hugh. That's about it. Far as men, and then my father's my mom, my my best friend's mom, my aunts, and pretty much any woman in my family. Any woman that I met in my family, like your mom and your aunts, I mean, uh, black women, uh, you know, they say uh, older elders are library, but uh, I think a, a black woman, I mean, that's, that's, that's more than a library. I mean, that's a, that's a university, you know, so I've always, uh, any woman I've come in contact, especially black women, I've always uh, learned something, you know what I'm saying? that's and black women are, to me are the original woman so you always learn something from a, a woman <laughs> that's how I look at you and, uh, especially sisters all women that come in my life that raised me and, and, and women I always me growing up I always had that, that notion of caring and raising you and uplifting you as a young boy even as a young man uh, I mean there's not all of them are perfect but uh all the women in my life, but primarily my mom, uh, my best friend's mom, my aunts, uh, a couple of ladies, sisters that I worked with. It's just so many levels to it. I could go on and on. That's why I had to say all. But those men I named, those ones I try to pattern myself after and my ideologies and thinking. And uh, but like my friend just say, just be me within that. You know, and, and another bit, some of the people, most of the people I named, they not, they not glaring personalities, you know. And I always just say that the things that my mom and my dad taught, I, I, I always appreciate. And the things that they didn't do wrong or didn't teach me, they taught it. That's how I learned from that as well. That's why I learned not what to do and what to do. So the things that they did do, I learned how to do. The things that they did, didn't do, that they should have done, I learned how to do those as well. But it's not, I mean, you know, I don't have no ill regrets. I mean, I mean, they, they don't, 
I put it like this, bro. They didn't have to. You and mom and dad didn't have to have that magical moment <laughs> and bring you in the world. So, you know, I'm preaching to Be here, though. Be here, though. Yeah, you're so shoot. You know, and it just happened that my parents had to keep doing it. And he, old man kept to keep doing it. He made eight of us. So, like, yeah, so uh, you need to get your rhymes on here. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, hey, you know, you know, this Sharanza right here. Oh, oh I had to check with mine. Hey, I got, I got the first pieces. Hey, shout out to Sharanza. Shout out to all our siblings once again from Sharanza, um, Jason, Jerron, even Justin, <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> the Chris. You know, much love for all the Drakes, man. Much love to the Pops. Much love to um, your moms, man. You know, the. I'll be I'm be doing something real deep with my mom very soon, and you know you know from Estelle to Essie, I this is right here is we it, it's the makings of us you know but we wouldn't be us without them. Yeah, that's deep as again. I absolutely agree with you, brother. Yeah, you um, gotta you gotta you gotta, you gotta put your, your your women there. They 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 especially back then they went through a lot. Oh. That wasn't even documented, you know. So, uh, you know, so I'm gonna leave it at that. And then it just. That's what I'm happy we're doing what we're doing here. Because if I had the opportunity to do this with them, I absolutely take advantage of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but now, continue with the makings of Jeremy. What is a book, a movie, and a television series that you'll recommend? Oh, uh, a book. Hmm. Oh, okay. A book. Trying to see one I get out. <laughs> okay, I got a good one. The one I've been reading. I'm gonna give you two books. Okay. Maybe three. <laughs> I'm, 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 gonna you, I'm gonna leave you at three. Uh, Take it. Tanisha Coates, Between the World and Me. That's one. Uh, the Spook Who Sat by the Door by Sam Greenlee. Continue. And uh, where did I, I want to say Miseducation of the Negro. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And that's for, um, not Hughes, is it? No, nah, Carter got evil or something. Cardi G. Wilson? Not Cardi yeah, G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, G. no. I, I, I'm thinking about him, and I, I, I can't remember. If I'm not thinking about him, it'll come to me. Give me a minute. Now, what's the, uh, yeah, yeah, Carter G. Woodson. Yeah, that's Carter G. Woodson. That's the father yeah, yeah. of um, Black History Week and went to Black History Month. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty good book. Hey, uh, hey, but. we can hey hey we can talk about. I just I read for my birthday. Uh, I read um, a spook by the door. Boy, yeah, I say that book made me I like. If I didn't think that book was written before I was born, I think that was written by you know written by me, written by yeah. my, the the and I and I ain't gonna say no more about it. I just found mm-hmm. out recently that when they came out with the film, they took that film out of theaters. Yeah, yeah, that's a real book. Because when I was reading that book, I'm like, hey, this this is this is this is real right here, gangster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hey, this is that that when he started talking about the the, the Greek fraternities and the, like the travers to the women. I mean, it was so in depth in the mind. Like, I'm like, it, it made me, it made me feel like I'm not crazy. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah, I know it, it just enlightened you. And that's like I had a homeboy, uh, uh, uh Algo. He said something when we was 
still in college and just wild things, but he was so ahead of his time somewhere on that level of thinking at some time. But he was very insightful brother. He was like, man, you, you know, the more you learn, the harder it is, the difficult it is to think about move from day to day, normal things. Hey. I'm like, man, I'm like, man, whatever. Come on, let's go. But uh, now that I got older, I, I see what he be saying. But that when I hit that spook by the door, I, I read that later on in life, maybe in my 30s. I read that within the past year. Let me tell you that. Yeah. I just, I read I've read it about five times since then. I reread a lot of books, but uh, so you said the but those are the books. You said the movie. Uh, uh, yeah, what's a movie would you recommend? Our top five heartbeats, okay. and then uh, then Dead Presidents. And Dead Presidents, I I and the television series. Ooh. Can it be two television series? Hey, this your show. This is the makings of Jeremy. It's on you, bro. Oh man, it's a, let me see if I still got it. That's a, now the television series. I would say uh, if it was a television series back then, it's a toss up. I would say Roots are Good Times. Either one of those, <laughs> and uh, but uh, no, nah, I'll just go with those. I forgot the name of this, that Roots, show. Uh, Roots and Good but Times. But also, there's an HBO special that just talks about the making of men and how men come about. It's really truthful, <laughs> put it like that, and it just tells you how you, know, you make one of finding them. But I, I, I'll get it to you, you can give it to your people, whatever later on. But it's that's, that's a good show. Have you uh, have you watched Snowfall yet? See, not yet. But here's my thing about my knock on Snowfall. I read the book. I know who that's based on, kind of sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um, read, read, you know, uh, so I studied that, read that brother's uh, readings and just diary and country and all that. You know, when you get to knowledge and studying people, how we've been dealt with and done, you got to go come across. Yeah. So I read all that. And then at the same time, that's 80s type stuff. Man, like I say, man, yeah, where I grew up, at, growing up with old man stood, I'm putting it like this, my old man stayed on Baker back in the day. And uh, on the south side, the sun and moon was right there in the, Lingo and apartments that was rolling. When I say they was rolling, they was rolling. I mean, I I seen that. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's not it's no big what, deal to me. And that's I mean? why I, I want. That, and, but that's why I want to pick your brain about it. Because when I watch it, you know, I was born in the '80s. You know what I mean? You was I, born I watched in, the '80s. I was, you I was raised in the '80s. Yeah, yeah, I was a baby in the '80s. So, yeah. I, was like, so I seen that. I mean, I, I put it yeah. like this. I used to, like, a little secret. When I used to go to the old man's on the weekend. It was a cat. I guess he peeped game was every cat. He always noticed uh, we come over on the weekend. And then I'm old. I know he knew what the, I, he had to know the old man. Cause, you know, he know the old man that played about none of the kids. He yeah. he real he go to you know he he do some very illegal stuff. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, he called me one day. He said, "Man, take this package over here to this apartment. I come out and get playing a video game, get some candy uh, on the load, ten speed." That was the Glen Garden. I took the package up for the thing, and then I brought another another package back. That was when I was still green, and uh, he gave me ten dollars. So you know, on the weekend, I go look up for him. But you know, one day I wised up, one doing the summer, I opened up the package, seen that work. I gave him the package. When I came back with the other package, I held on to that motherfucker. I said, man, if I get caught, I can go to jail. You know, and I said, you know, then I looked at him, and his eyes got big, and I said. I know you know my old man. If I go to jail, he find out. You know you. Shoot that that little old delivery, little deliveries. 
changed to a hundred dollars every week. Mm. But uh, so I, I, I that's all what I needed to say. I seen that. I mean, that was just. I mean, that was just part. Of, I guess the, the not not all of it. I didn't see the networking, but you kind of when you look the piece of that, it just that's that show just don't grab me. And then you know when I got older, I got out there, so it was like, man. In my homeboys that mess with this stuff so much, our hands be numb for a couple of days. So I'm like, nah, you know, you know, I feel, and I don't, I don't talk on certain family members that can't speak for, our, for, for themselves on both sides. So you know what our family for is how that stuff goes. So it's like we grew up in that somewhat. That's why I want, and that's what got me. I don't like those type of films. Shows. I don't, man. I, I, I haven't family, even watched The Wire yet. You feel me? And oh, man, you stop. You got to watch the wire, bro. <laughs> but, 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 man, when I say, watch the wire. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. It's on my. I'm like you. I like to binge watch, and I got to make some time when I get into it. I'm gonna get into it. You gonna you gonna be into. You might change your whole episode programming after the wire. That's real. But when I watch Snowfall, I'm like, man, they touch so deep about. And trust me, I think about our family when I watch that. There's certain scenes and episodes. I'm like. That substance changed so much so quickly. They talk about how it went from heroin to cocaine, crack, like boom, boom. And they were like, the dude, like the, the father in it, he's big on like, man, I've been in the game, a Black Panther, the whole nine. But this stuff hit different than anything else. Yeah. I've witnessed it, man. I can tell you some stories. I had the authority to do so. I've witnessed that. I've seen. And then, I mean, we had a lot of hustlers. We had a lot of people that was had yeah, issues with that, and, yeah. and 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 I, I I don't I don't care if we had a hundred hustles our family, or if we only had two people with that problem, that shit hurt me more than that. I I, I would I, I just wish we never did come to the what it came to. But it's not just our family; it's every family. Uh, yeah, it's a it's something hard. It's a big test on on the structure you call family. Hey, so we gonna have, we have a conversation about that on everything culture because yeah. that was a culture that still that is a culture. Shot. But you know, when I came home, you know, it was like, and when I was growing up, it was the what the we we was a joke. I mean, it was just weed. It wasn't all this weed like it was. It was just regular old green. Uh, syrup was around back then too, but you just had to be in the know on syrup. It wasn't no rap thing, and it wasn't you. You just you just knew somebody who had got sick, put like that. So, but it was like very relative. It wasn't even. It was it was so unknown. It was what. He was classified below weed for us being in the street, but it was out there. Uh, and the object thing was that, that, you know, cocaine, you know, but my big thing was the crack. So, you know, that's what I, that's my money back when I was out there. But that, and uh, once again, we don't say anything to <laughs> our people on the show, okay? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that when I was out there, that's, those are the drugs that was out there when I was out playing in the street. And just there you go. Like, hey. so they, that ain't criminating nobody, but uh, that, that, that's just hey, I'm protected. Yeah, Listen to the words carefully. I never did say nothing. But, uh, yeah, that, that's all. Like I'm just hey, I got to put that up. Nothing's going on. This yeah, is happening. I'm just saying, back in those days, though, that's that's what it was. But then. Cause right Damn. now it's it's meth and heroin where I'm yeah. at. When I came home, what I came back down here about 2000, 2001. When I mean home, I came down from Houston, PV, back to Fort Worth, and that's what I, you know, seen seen your little classic seat neighborhood, but you could tell, I could see that the neighborhood was, uh, uh, it was healing, so to speak, from uh, those years of going through that and finally coming up out of that. You you could see a sense of 
healing somewhat. It was still rough, but you can see it's just a healing for the family side, people who went through that. Uh, but then I go to work. My supervisor, we worked, that's when I worked in no kids. She young chick. I thought, but I didn't understand because I was still green to it. Shoot, she start the shift and 10 minutes of her shift, she'd be walking and she'd just bam, just slump, sleep like two, three minutes hard. I said, man, this girl got, got, got an affliction or something. She's supposed to be on her medication. And then somebody pulled my coat on and said, no, nah, she on that she a meth head. And then uh, short ice. And it just trips me out how the drugs that's affecting our youth is more geared towards not us for 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 that for for, for change, not black people. But you know, we still follow within those trappings still. Yeah. Uh, or, or any other drug for that matter. But uh it just trips me out. But now what really trips me out is now is when we were when I was growing up, me personally, the ones in my family that was involved in drugs on either selling them or smoking them. I was just hoping neither one would get caught because, you know, you, you get locked up. Back then, smokers, smokers went to the pen, too, if they got busted with the drugs. So, but then all of a sudden, you know, you got these meth heads. We need to get some help, some prevention. I'm thinking, just going to lock them up like he did last time. But I, I had to take into consideration. It's a, uh, it's a uh, different demographic that has this issue. So, there's going to be a different set of rules. So, uh, but it just tripped me out. <laughs> like, God, he's black in America again. Hey, but uh, I see a live and effect in where I'm located right now. Live and effect. Like, yeah. live in effect. If I pick he, up this camera right here and walk no more than maybe 30 to 40 yards, it's right there. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, but it, it, it's now like it's not. But now, so the bro down here, the line's so blurred. I mean. Now, Texas is different. No, nah, the line is blurred. I mean, I'm talking about the, the people that's on it. You, I mean, you you can pick his cats. What am I? Forty some, forty five. His cats in their eighteens, the twenty ones, and twenty threes is already out there, gone. Crashed his dummies. Well, then no, yeah, <laughs> it's out here. It's it's, yeah. it's up here. But when I say the treatment of it, it's very different. You know, like. But we, we that one thing we're gonna save that for another episode. We're gonna do that. Is it like Texas or like that, or is it a little more liberal? Oh, heavily, 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 heavily um liberal progressive. And like when I it's I think when I did one of my first episodes when I got here to Seattle, like they have way in you you try to get an understanding, they try to meet people where they're at, which I'm supportive of that to a sense. But it goes to the point where is it enabling at, at at the end of it all, you know? Because instead of people, they would if people that have sinners here, instead of people reusing needles over again, you could turn your needle in and give you another one back, you know? Just try to help them long. You don't spread any other type of illnesses or dangers or OD and things of that nature. Like it, it's it's different, man. It, it's the population of houselessness, you know, you can say homelessness, whatever the case may be, but it's a very different environment where Texas is Texas. Like, Hey, you better have your shit together. We can help you, but you got to come here to get yeah. it. You know? and, and get out the way. <laughs> that, that's and Take your ass <laughs> like, I, I know y'all know if y'all, but I'm keeping it a buck with you. You come up yeah. here. Y'all like, I, uh, who my uncle Rod has been up here. And um, Aditi's been up here, and when I, I used to everything I say, they like when they see it, they're like, "Damn, y'all ain't lying." 
<laughs> like my father, my um, my in laws, my family, family been up here, you know. But it's it's a different environment, man. It's a whole different culture. It's some things that you sit back. It's like some of these things, like okay, we need that, but the people who needs it is like when if we talk about demographics of ethnicity or you know or being black yeah it, it's a whole different thing but if you come up here to receive you can receive help for it but at the same time if you come up here to use it this is probably be the safest place to use it and that's that's dangerous too because it's it, it's, it's, it's wild. like conundrum it's a conundrum yeah. enabling but you're making sure they're safe exactly. and, and I, I understand what they're doing because you don't want them to get it spread yeah, and on the clue, you are saving some lives and preventing deaths, or are you just never mind, I'm leaving it alone? Yes, but, like, yeah. but that's a conversation yeah. we're gonna have in the future. That's what I'm saying. This, yeah. but that's real, that's a culture, and we it's speak that's about it. Good. That's how we grow to speak about it. Yeah, that's, that's, gonna, that's, gonna, that's gonna step on some toes right there, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but we yeah. have to speak our truth and try to make growth from it because once again, we come from two different cultures. Oh, yeah. so <clears throat> man, you touched on so much. Okay, what has been no, give me that. Give me three people you like to speak with. It could be people you've met before, people you never met, fictional, um, people are here no longer. Give me three people you want to have a phone call with, just have a conversation with. I like to speak to my mom's dad, granddaddy. Malcolm uh, mm, X. And on the cool, I just, I, it don't matter. Oh, you went on mute, bro. No, sorry about that. Mr. I like to speak to a, 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 a if I go back in time and speak to a tribal leader mm. uh, from Africa, just to get the, let's get the skinny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Already. <laughs> already. What is your theme song? Oh, man. It's, uh, I forgot that. I forgot to. Uh, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. Oh, oh, James Brown. This is a man's world. Hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, that's a real one right there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, how do you define joy? Joy. Uh, uh, I guess. Short-term joy is, uh, I guess, I look at that just being able to be given an opportunity to have a choice to do what you want to do and become in life. Mm. Joy to me is no restrictions, you know. I mean, sometimes people misuse their joy, but then uh, uh, joy is something that you uh, you have to uh, something you have to learn how to be and achieve because you know some people are so burdensome on 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 the things that they get that they didn't have or didn't get to do. That they 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 lose an opportunity to have some joy. So joy is always being open to me. Joy is being open minded to the situation, and uh, understanding that it may not come your way, but not allowing it to deter you emotionally to get to where you need to be financially, physically, or whatever it may be. But joy is that that key factor to uh, making sure you succeed and get to moving forward throughout your day without having any issues, so to speak. All right, love that, love that, love that. All right. How do you 
and I gotta say, in our family, recognize death. Like when someone passes, how do we deal with it, and how do we either celebrate it or what are our traditions? Mm. Yes, sir. That's the one that are close. Uh, God, uh, it's. I know. I know with me. Especially two or three of me. I know me and they drive we kinda like our like our dad. We it's a it's a personal thing. Uh, uh shoot, I, I don't I'll be in my room by myself for a minute. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna be in the way, I ain't gonna just be, you know, I ain't just be in the room all hugged up, kumbaya crying. I just um yeah. Then once I, yeah, I guess, I guess the stages of it, I guess acceptance and all that. As far as the person, I just have to, like I said, have my own cry. Uh, you know, and then we come together, you know, brothers talk about it, whatever, and family, uh, and then, you know, do that healing and uh, just comfort each other. And, you know, and then you can see who kind of got a grip or who ain't go, who don't have a grip, and uh, deal with them from there. But uh, it's, it's kind of like a personal thing. I mean, I was, uh, I guess it's just, I don't know if it's just culture or what, but I was never taught how to, uh, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't want to say taught, there's no, in, ain't no instruction book on how to deal with death. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm thinking with our family, we are, just me, myself, I was, I would make sure I really had kept it in the back of my mind a realization for that person that's causing such grief. That I have to keep going, you know what I'm saying? So, whether it be uh, my grandmother or just cousin Jelani, you, you have to keep going. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a heavy blow, a heavy burden, uh, but you have to get that strength and keep going because that's that's one family member that's transitioned. And, and, and as I got older, I've learned to see death is not <clears throat> so much so as the end, it's just a new beginning, you know? You know I mean, you. Whether you just spiritual or, or uh, whether you're just spiritual or just or whatever you believe in, you have to have a faith in that that's what it is. If you heaven or hell, if that's what you believe in. We have to have that faith for that to be fruition for that next chapter in life. You have to have some type of belief or uh, what I like to say, a higher deity. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and judge you for whatever you call it, but uh, a higher deity means that, that that gives you a higher sense of responsibility and accountability so absolutely absolutely like right now i didn't answer your last question before that for my religious belief right now i'm just more uh study from whence i where i came so i, I study a lot of african religions but with that being said i base a lot of my day-to-day movements on the 42 laws of mind uh it's real quick that there's 42 laws that a lot of Africans lived by back in the day so at a certain time period. Uh, and they all say, I have not. And there's 42 of them. Uh, so it's a little bit different, you know. And one big difference I noticed that between even the Bible was uh, the Bible speaks as this, I, I, I have not. And uh, yeah, they're telling you what you shouldn't be doing. But 42 is the laws of my heart. It's more like, uh, uh, you know, Goes by say thou shalt not. Forty two dollars a month go off starts by saying I have not. Like you already had to understand what you're not supposed to do. Mm. That's forty two. Um, check it out. It's, it's pretty deep. But uh, that's my belief. All right. Next question. 
All right, all right. <laughs> Love it. If you were wealthy, I mean, money ain't an issue to you. You know, I ain't got to worry about it. You can get anything you want to get, and you can buy anything you need for the people you love or you want to, okay? But you have to have one job, one career. You got to do one thing. What would that be? Just one job? One thing. What would you want to do? I'd be activist. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. Ain't nothing like I securing the securing the bag for the people. Speak on it. Speak on it. You know this one. You know I can assume. But when was the last time you cried? Oh, a couple of my when my cousin just died recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I, I wish, wish I could have been there for that. Man, I got to make. Yeah, it. That, was, that was a sad cry. Yeah, you know. I mean that's. But those are things in life that you have to be prepared for. So, you know, we, we came together as a family. It was all right, but still I still hurt. I don't think none of us could be pre- prepared for it, you know. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for it. But, I mean, it messed me up. I had to literally get out of work automatically. I, I told my boss I got to go. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, man, you know, that was about the last time. So, and the time before that was my mom's older sister died a couple of years back, you know. That was, you know, that's about the only time. I mean, no, man, I, I, mean, don't, I don't think black men cry much. I know I don't, but uh, <laughs> I do. Shit, I'm I learn. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, yeah. I watch a good movie and I'm into a good binge or something. I, 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 I'm lost, I, I, I'm not in reality. Something happened, or something romantic happened. Like, oh man, because it's a movie that caught it. I always get me called a notebook. Man, we uh, know about the notebook, boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So kind of notebook. Well, I watched that one day. I just, this when I was in college. I think I, yeah, when I was in college in the summer, you know, he smoked weed back then. Watching the notebook by myself was bored. I was, just, I was smoking. I fell up on him. It was, it was a good, interesting story. Hey, it's, hey, it's deep, ain't it? Yeah, I'm like, that's good. You know, the whole boy coming in, man, this shit is good. And you know, yeah, towards that, ain't it's an old movie. There, so I ain't, it ain't no spoiler alert. Oh, no. When I when I realized he was reading that book to his wife to make who you man, automatic allergies, bro. All all of us. All of us in the room. Four black men in the room. Like just allergies everywhere. I like, man, damn. That's it, some that's that's some shit. <laughs> like, God, it's like so, that with Big Fish with me. And they all love stories. And it's a movie long as hell called Cloud Atlas. Um You watched that long ass movie. I went to the theater to watch that long ass movie, and I was in that thing. Boy, I like man, I like they. they I like when people say they didn't like it. I like how you don't like it. Then I, you know, I, I can see how people. But like, I was in a certain um, space myself as well, and yeah. I like man, because it it, it it spans over time. That's why I'm thinking. Look, man, when you when you have that connection with someone. Like no matter what you experience, the, the the type of fight, they all had trauma, they all had argument, even mm-hmm. in the comedy part. It's like, man, you go seek it through, you know. And, yeah. And that, and that, yeah, that that movie always get me. That's the only one I really did. You know, I used to tear up on, but then uh I ain't like the first time I seen uh in a theater too, was it Minister of Society? Mm. When my boy Kane got killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it caught me off guard. You know, I thought he was just Cause I mean, like, when we were coming up back, that was just the thing. The dating was the shit thing back, back there. Like, man, they got my boy. Like, God, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what the niggas out there. So I like, yeah, they got my boy. Shit, that hurt. But uh, that's all. 
That's about the only ones. What, what, what did you get, bro? And we got five more questions, and you done, baby. Yeah, you're done. Right. Okay. If you got two options, you can go back to you at the where you're at right now. You can go back and talk to your younger self, or would you rather for your future self to come and talk to you now? Younger self, definitely. Okay. Definitely. What age would you go to? Uh. Probably till I was about nine or ten. Nine or ten. Okay. Right. Love it. Love it. Set the, set the groundwork. Would you listen to yourself at nine or ten? Oh, yeah. I take some key things. Okay. That I was thinking about it. You know, like I said, we was always, I was always thought, uh, deep think, I'd say some things, key things that trigger that attention span. And that's the thing about as a kid, kids are always listening when they're not even listening. Mm-hmm. You saying the right stuff, they're listening. Even stuff you're saying that they don't want to hear, they're listening. At that age. But, uh, so, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Eight or nine, for sure. Okay, okay. How do you relax? Read. And really, when I get to relax, uh, read and uh, sleep. <laughs> hey, that's, I tell people, man, sleep. That's how I get my relaxation. Yeah. I try to walk my dogs, you know. I just try, you know, and just try to be around people you enjoy being with. Already, already. Last meal. Like this, yo, coupe de gras. What would it be, and who would prepare it for you? My last meal, I'm cooking myself. Uh, I really want to eat beef. That's a tough question. I'm, I'm transitioning right now, sliding away from the the meats, kind of. Uh, well, you said, but right now, last meal. Yeah. Like, this is news to me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's gonna have to be some rich, good old, good old brisket smoked up. I'm gonna mess with the swine. This is the last meal. It's gonna have to be just on one cord. It's gonna be some brisket smoked up. Uh, some of my mom's spaghetti. Okay, okay. Uh, some blueberry cheesecake. Okay, all right, all right. I'm a hungry. So I hear how I can bring desserts, cheesecakes, heavy than a cheesecake factory. What the bomb? I like, get out of the cheesecake. What else? Some type of African food. Uh, I love that. Is it fufu? I hear about. Fufu. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. I hear that be busting. A boy is the one I heard in, in Dallas. It's, yeah, you got to take it there. Uh, Please. Yeah. I need some peach cobbler and some of Granny's uh, garlic chicken. Garlic chicken. All right. That's, that's a setup right there. That's a spread. All yeah, right. that's the last meal. After that, I'm probably dying anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Already, man. So, the last two questions. One, what changes do you want to see in your culture? Hmm. <clears throat> uh, uh, accountability. I want to see a more. I want to see us uh, a more uh, accountability on everything, on every level. I mean, we have to accept the fact wherever we're at, we, we, we are at where we we're here. We're at where we ah, uh, where we at as a people is here because of it's because of us and nobody else. I mean, to me, when they gave us segregation. 
the way they presented it and uh, opened it up, uh, and how we <clears throat> how we just abandoned our black business and our black structure. Uh, and then, you know, we were so bought up in the wanting the ability to assimilate that we forgot that we need to build each other up. And that's the way assimilate assimilation doesn't start by integrating each other with businesses. Assimilate start by community communicating with each other as communities. You know what I'm saying? We keep our black businesses going, we keep their black businesses going. But you know that, 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 that like I say, go back to how you, you study. They don't. They didn't teach us about the Black Wall Streets. And it wasn't just one. It was a many of the plethora of Black Wall Streets all across America. They didn't teach us about that uh, financial empowerment. You know, and I think that's why there's such a bitterness towards the church. You know, they 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 got that. They put that in us. That that faith base. But behind that faith base, you know, there's like they they say prayer doesn't work without action. That that the action that we was uh, pushing back then was the financial empowerment and black empowerment. They didn't put they didn't teach you about that. So that's why I think there's a bitterness towards how people some people say church. That's why I, I was trying to keep open my own dudes and man the church church and he just don't understand. He still got some some understanding, some more reading to do. Uh but uh just that in itself, uh I think is is important. The accountability this is to understand that hey, we got ourselves in the position about, uh, and you know that's just that's a, even myself personally. Yeah, black people we too trusting. You know we, you know we, we let you in too quick. You know that's why I was always to do self check. We let you in too. You know we get too close. You know we, we accept things for what it, what it is, and we don't we 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 don't look at the cover. You know we don't. You know we 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 always think we just a good judge of people, and we need to do our homework on that. That's how they. Got us where we at now. So I mean, and I don't say they as a race of people. I'm just saying as a system. It is, and that's what's that's, that's what's so sad. What holds us down, bro? It's a system. Oh, it's just, it's, it's not. It's systemic and it's systematic. Yeah, systemic and systematic. But that can be broken if we if we do certain things systemically and systematically. What they put pulled up against us it can be broken. But we so broken, we can't even get to that to get there. That's what hurts. That's what hurts the most. But we're so beautiful, and uh, just that's a whole I, other topic. You know, deep. I know, I know, I know. I know. They, call it, they call it black exploitation for a reason. They make it sound cool, but that's that's a serious word, a serious topic. They shoot. Hey, uh, right there with you, brother. Oh, so that, that's what I say. That's the main word. One accountability and uh, love for oneself. Right. We we hate each other. I mean, we we don't have a sense of uh family no more we don't have that village anymore at all and that's that's, that's terrible i mean i mean it, it, uh, i'm pretty sure it's happening all across america with all black neighborhoods i mean not being gentrified by white people first it's hispanics asians they all come in for it i mean and rightfully so if you not taking care of it but like i said i, I don't want to say how we came up as a crutch how we didn't learn about our black, our black wall streets as a crutch but at the same time we should have been somewhere somehow we should have seen as hey we, we missing some things but that's needless to say uh we we got time we, not much but we got time but uh yeah just that that'll be the two let me tell you something I'm I'm gonna have to send you the makings of Mr. D713 because this this is scary. Let me say it. it's like mm, 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 mm. we are we are individuals, you know. Yeah, yeah, but when I tell you it's like the, the same thing and once it 
when people that listen to the show listen to this, it's gonna be like, do they? We don't talk that often, y'all. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I mean, we loners, but uh, man, <laughs> and it's all over the We don't talk every day. Uh, we, but we like, two, three, four months. What up, bro? You good? You good? Yeah. yeah. All right, Molly. Yeah, but when I tell you, it's like we feel like we working in the same realm. We got our different paths, but it's, we come back to the same solution. Well, the the conclusion. I say that. Oh man, but this this is the last question, and it is: How would you want people to remember you? I'm gonna be honest with you. That's an easy question. However, they however whatever impression I left upon them when they met me, that's the impression they go get. Uh, when it, when I leave them, because uh, that's one thing. One thing in life, I'm not worried about. I am really not worried about what you think of me or how you remember me. But if I did my did what I was supposed to do as a man, and how I was uh, raised to be, you know, hopefully you respect me. And you, I say, I put a smile on your face. If not, I can really care less. I'm not, I'm not working on being me. You see what I'm saying? That's why I don't get caught up with what everybody thinks. Like I said, I was. I was never. I was always taught not to judge, and with that being said, I, I always taught never allow myself to accept the judgment of others that pass what they pass upon me. Mm. Love that. So they didn't bring me into this world. So it, it really don't matter. I mean, people, even my boss, when he be talking to me, say, sometimes I think you be listening. I hear you, but you don't. You 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 don't control what I'm supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I am. That's just how I think. I, I know I work for you, the company, you my boss, but I know more than you. Sometimes they know that, so I no, I just that's just period in life. I don't never let people. When I was younger, yeah, when I was like a kid, but once I started getting with Granny and my mom, and they was telling me, no, you don't worry about what people think of you because I don't try to judge nobody else. So I'm not worried about that. Now, you know, if a person was just bad and evil, that's what you you you, you get what you put out there. Mm. But I try not to put bad stuff out there. So, but if like I said, if you more than likely had a bad experience with me. I don't do stuff unwittingly, rarely ever. So more than likely, I was shitty to you on purpose. So that's, that's just, that, that was my intent. So that's what you get. <laughs> so, no, no, I feel it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm a reflection. But, uh, and I try to reflect what you give me 10 times over. <laughs> Will that be good or bad? <laughs> Man. Hey, I could, I fit, brother. Thank you. Let me say first and foremost, y'all, um, this is my eldest brother. Like I have high respect for this man. Um, much love. It's just I, you know, just doing this episode right here is just see, like, you know that that bond that we have is stronger than you know a lot of people can imagine the connections. But you know, if people are looking for you and you're trying to be found, brother, where can the people find you, Jeremy? Right, uh, Facebook, uh, Jerem Drake, you no know, Facebook or uh, Instagram, uh, Como Gnostic, the C O M O G N O S T I C. Uh, I'm starting my barbecue page, bro, on Instagram, J Drake Barbecue. Man, I ain't putting nothing up yet. I just, I just started. I'm being so busy, but uh, that's there. And uh, um, my other uh, nonprofit group uh, called Legacy. Uh, I think it's Legacy Lake Como, Texas dot org. Let me just double check. Uh, let me double check here. It looks like I can do it with you. Yeah, because I just don't be. I'm just a worker, man. I'll be putting in the work. I don't. Like, um, uh, I should have this ready. It'll be on my ass. No, you're fine. You're fine. 
yeah, yeah, legacylakecomo.org. Uh, check that out. That's that's the nonprofit group, uh, group I, I work with. I'm the secretary. You know, we, you know, fighting to keep our neighborhood uh, gentrified. Not not so much stop gentrification, but make the process as smooth as possible for Black people to where we still get our piece, keep our pieces of the pie and have uh, how we like to say we control the narrative on that. And let me look, let me do a little shout out. And we got Como Fest coming up July 3rd, 2022. Make sure to click the sign up for the vendors and volunteers for in, in, entertainment. Make sure y'all get on that. And then once again, it's at legacylatecomo.org. I let them. You know, yeah, pick that out. That's that. And <laughs> go to YouTube. The last one, the last year was good. It was good. Our first one was at uh on the block. Oh, it was again the old Black Wall Street in the neighborhood. We had it on there, but now we have it at the park down at the thirty-yard. No, I say the creator of the neighborhood, but he, he got the, the 4th of July parade started. A brother named by the Doc Wilbur. And on, all the black, that's what we were talking about earlier about the uh, the black high schools that they got, that they got closed due to segregation. Uh, those classes, all, all of Como High is having like a neighborhood uh, Como reunion. That's going to be tied in with Como Fest. Website look good too, man. So y'all oh, yeah, we check it. out hashtag Legacy Lake Como too. So I remember yeah. that gas station as well. So, um, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, we, we on Instagram as well, Legacy Lake Come Up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make sure to follow and support and share. And start with family, first and foremost. Because oh, yeah. I know people, like I said out of time, I'm not letting that village die. I'm, that village would brought me up, that village would raise me. And I'm going to keep, like, as long as I'm breathing, it's alive. You feel me? So, yeah, but you know, we were raised different because that's how we was. Hey. I mean, that's one thing my man dad said. He said, I don't do that. But, and this is my, your daddy words. I don't do that step shit. That half, I don't play like that. Hey, my mom. <laughs> I roll, I roll. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, that's how we move. You in the family, in your family, and guess what? We go, we go, like you said, we go roll with it, good or bad. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So, hey, y'all know where y'all can find us. Anywhere you type in everything culture, uh, the podcast for all cultures, the podcast for the purpose. You can find us anywhere you listen to a podcast. You can go to YouTube, you can go to Spotify, you can go to Apple Podcasts, you can go to uh, Audible. We are out there, you know, but we appreciate all the support. We appreciate all the love. Once again, thank you so much, brother. We go, you know, we go be chopping it up a little bit more, get into this evening. But I want to say thank you to our listeners once again. Appreciate y'all and God bless. Peace. All right, bro.